Don't worry, I have something for cold Bulbasaurs. <laughs> Ew. Gotta watch out for those cold Bulbasaurs. Don't kiss them. But they're so cute. No. <laughs> See, now I'm picturing like a Bulbasaur with mad herpes. Yes. On its face. Yeah. <laughs> it is not a cute one. <laughs> no. It's ruining oh. my image. <laughs> Hello and welcome (laughs) to another episode of Screen Fix, the show where we will be fixing a recent film. I am host JC. With me, as always, is the co-host that carries the show, Lady Wan. Say hi to everybody. Hello. And with us, returning fan favorite, she puts the star and guest star, Torpedo. Torpedo, say hi to everybody. Well, hello, fans. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. This week, we will be fixing one of the best-received video game adaptations of all time. Can you guess what that is? Pokemon! Gotta catch them all! (laughs) (laughs) That would be Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Trailer! Welcome to Rhyme City. A celebration of the harmony between humans and Pokemon. Your dad was a legend in this precinct. If you were anything like your dad, I remember you wanted to be a Pokemon trainer when you were young. Yeah, that didn't really work out. Someone there? Whoever you are. Know how to use this. Oh, jeez. Here we go. I know you can't understand me, but put down the stapler or I will electrocute you. Did you just talk? Whoa. Did you just understand me? Oh my god, you can understand me! Stop! I've been so lonely! They try to talk to me all the time. All they hear is Pika Pika. Uh, you can hear him, right? Pika Pika Pika, he's adorable. You're adorable. They can't understand me, kid. Can no one else hear him? I don't need a Pokemon, period. Then what about a world-class detective? Because if you want to find your pops, I'm your best bet. We're going to do this, you and me. There's magic that brought us together, and that magic is called hope. Listen up. We got ways to make you talk. Or mine. Yeah. So tell us what we want to know. Pipe. Yes. Okay. I can. Shoving. Pushing. My problem is that I push people away and then hate them for leaving. He's saying you can shove it. What? I can shove it? Okay, that's it. No, we're switching roles. I'm bad cop. You're good cop. No, 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 no. We're not cops. In my head, I saw that differently. All right. Pokemon. Detective Pikachu is the first live-action adaptation in the Pokemon franchise. It's also the first one to be distributed theatrically in the U.S. since Pokemon 3, the movie, in 2000. Did you see that one? I did. All right. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I was like a secret Pokemon lover. No one in school knew that I loved Pokemon, but I was like... Because it was for children? No, I was a child. Yeah, you were a kid. <laughs> but so I was fine. like, 
sports and Backstreet Boys and more boy bands and cool things. (laughs) (laughs) But really, I had mad binders in my backpack of Pokemon cards and (laughs) like the holographic ones. And those were important. Wow. And like Mm -hmm. 16 Squirtle cards. (laughs) 16 Squirtles. I love Squirtle so much. Squirtle. Listeners can't see this, but we will post a picture. You are wearing a Teenage Mutant Ninja Squirtles shirt. Are you jealous? <laughs> no, I don't know any. Okay, so let's just start. <laughs> I am the oldest person on this show. What shirt are you wearing? <laughs> I'm wearing a Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure shirt, <laughs> which is way more in my wheelhouse. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> uh, I have no relationship with Pokemon whatsoever. Lady One, what's your history with Pokemon? Going into this movie, I thought like, oh, yeah, I kind of remember this being a thing. And then apparently I remember a lot. And then it kind of all came back to me that I played the red game on my Game Boy like a lot of the time. I played Pokemon Stadium. I played Pokemon Snap. I remember a lot of things. I watched a lot of those cartoons. Did you play Pokemon Go? No, that's where I draw the line is like actually moving around. So this is where I didn't draw the line. (laughs) Yeah, I was that person. So my boyfriend at the time, we would literally go out and sneak into like county parks (laughs) to find Pokemon at like 1130 p.m. on weekdays (laughs) just to play this game. And I jumped into a dumpster to catch a fucking Venusaur. (laughs) I feel like you can catch all kind of source jumping into a dumpster. (laughs) Well, like Bulbasaur's. (laughs) Like cold Bulbasaur's. <laughs> well, this is a Venusaur. This yeah, is a, that's the third it's evolved. Evolved mm-hmm. level. It's Whoa. super rare to catch one and like no that. No wonder why you jumped in a dumpster for that thing. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I wasn't even drinking either. That's a first, what? everyone on screen picks. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> okay, this is uh, this was also the first Pokemon movie to have a PG rating. Yeah, Pikachu swears. Oh, yeah, I was going to say Pikachu has a little sass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's got a little mm-hmm. of that Ryan Reynolds sass. <laughs> if you could have your own Pikachu, what would it be? This is a trick question. I would take a Squirtle. <laughs> you said that like you're a spelling bee contestant. <laughs> you gotta she went up really stiff to her microphone as if I had just asked her to spell continental or something okay so uh <laughs> did you have a pokemon that you were particularly fond of lady one which which pokemon w- would you want man i just liked all of them before they evolved which is not the point of the game but they were all so cute as like the baby level and then they'd level up and they'd be less cute and i was like oh that's not what i was looking for i actually have my own pokemon here uh with me he's a unique one. Oh no oh no come on come on buddy come on no, uh, I'm gonna pick him up. Hold on. Uh, uh. Okay, uh, here we go. Hold, I, 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 I think he's gonna say something. Hold on. Oh no! What? Oh. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put him away. Sorry about that. So, all right, so this was directed by Rob Letterman, who is the director of Monsters vs. Aliens, as well as Shark Tale. Oh my god, I love Shark Tale! Shark Tale is actually good. 
Yeah. So he's directed a lot of kids stuff. He also directed um, Goosebumps and uh, Gulliver's Travels with Jack Black. So he works with Jack Black a lot because once you go black. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. <laughs> so it was written by 18 people. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's got three story by credits. Dan Hernandez, Benji Samit, and Nicole Perlman. If you recognize Nicole Perlman's name, it's because she is best known for co-writing Guardians of the Galaxy and Captain Marvel in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is starring uh, Ryan Reynolds as the voice of Pikachu. Did that work? You know, I didn't know if it would work, but... It did work. It was like a little Deadpool in a Pikachu body, but not as vulgar. No. (laughs) (laughs) Did it work for you, Lady One? Yeah, I also didn't think it was going to. And then I was on board. He's just funny. He's got great timing. And honestly, I think I could listen to him talk about anything. I think without Ryan Reynolds, this movie is unbearably boring. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. Uh, It also stars Justice Smith, who was in... Jurassic Park Fallen Kingdom. How was his performance? Kind of like, no offense to all you insurance people out there, but (laughs) like boring. (laughs) (laughs) Do you echo that sentiment, Lady One? Yes, it was a real Snorlax of a performance. Oh, but (sighs) unch. It also starred Catherine Newton. It also starred Bill Nighy. In every movie, he's very weird, and his delivery <laughs> is weird, but oddly consistent. So I have a feeling that that's just Bill Nighy. He adds an extra syllable sound <laughs> after every sentence, but he does it in, in all of his roles. He This is how he pronounces it. Give, give me a, a sentence, any 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 sentence, and I'll, I'll do Bill Nighy's really bizarre delivery. Do you love squirtles? Do you love um, uh, squirtles? No. <laughs> 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 it's just really bizarre like, his delivery is really bizarre anyway so those are our main actors in this movie so let's go ahead and move on i want to know what was your theater going experience lady Wan, why don't you let us know well i sat down and i thought i'd like position myself pretty well like away from too many people but near the middle and then like right before the movie started this lady came in with like a parade of small children behind her and they all sat down in the row right behind me i was ready to be annoyed because no offense to small children but they're very annoying but i actually found their commentary to be helpful was there a standout piece of commentary Oh, just just in general, they had comments about everything. It was really fun. So when they got to the Cliffords at the end, one of the little boys was like, oh, he's a bad guy too? And I was just like, yeah, kid, he's British. Of course he's a bad guy. <laughs> these, these kids don't know nothing. Little No, little, they don't know. Little idiots. <laughs> True. How was your experience, Torpedo? That's pretty good. I snuck in a sour, an IPA, and I think... I think it was an <laughs> ale of some sort. So I was all set. I was good. Uh, I fell asleep for the first 30 minutes. All right, let's move on. <laughs> and we all went and saw it. Did everyone else go and see it? I know that this movie, I, I do know that this movie was a hit, particularly for video game adaptations. I think it had a little help because it was Pokemon. They're so cute. Exactly. How did this one do? Lady Wand, why don't you drop on us your fresh hot stats? 
This movie actually had the highest opening weekend for a video game adaptation ever, Whoa. passing 2001's Lara Croft Tomb Raider. Whoa. 2001's Tomb Raider. Yeah, not even the uh, Alicia Vikander one, the OG. If you go back and watch that OG, it is the one of the most 90s, and it's not even a 90s movie, is it? It's like 2000, right? It's 2001, yes. which is like peak 90s. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it still has that let's take everything to the extreme extent uh, like yeah. aesthetic to it so this movie opened to 54 million dollars in the u.s it came in second because nobody can stop endgame which made another 63 million just real casually I helped. And it also made another $112 million overseas. So it's up to $166 million in its first weekend, and it had a $150 million production budget. So I think it's going to do all right. These kids are just going to go and keep seeing it, and uh, it's going to make all that money overseas. It's going to be fine. So some people laid their money down. Mm -hmm. But did they like it? What about those tomatoes? So I think you mentioned this earlier, that it is the best-reviewed video game movie of all time. Ooh. Because it is 64% fresh, baby. <laughs> That's as good as they get. Yay. <laughs> but 85% of audiences like it. So people are happy. All right. So we need to get into fixing this thing. But before we just get into fixing, let's go ahead. Let's go over the plot of this thing. I'm going to read from Movie Pooper. You know why? Because he wipes away the excess. Ugh. No? Still? Still? <laughs> I am still grossed out by it. Movie pooper. Here we go. In Rhyme City, humans and Pokemon coexist in harmony. Insurance salesman Tim Goodman teams up with Detective Pikachu to solve the disappearance of his father, Harry, who was also Pikachu's partner. Pikachu has no memory of the events leading up to Harry's disappearance, and only Tim can understand him speaking. Tim teams up with reporter Lucy Stevens and her Psyduck to investigate. A toxic gas called Ciramar is being spread around as a means to make all Pokemon go crazy. It was developed in the same laboratory that was doing experiments on Mewtwo who Harry was hired to find by Dr. Anne Laurent. After the group finds Mewtwo, he is captured by Roger Clifford, son of Rhyme City's developer, Howard Roger, who turns out to have been a genetically altered ditto that belongs to Howard, who wanted to use Mewtwo to fuse his own consciousness into Mewtwo's body, and in turn use the Serum R to warp Pokemon minds and allow Mewtwo to transfer the human minds to Pokemon bodies, doing so with parade balloons filled with R. Pikachu fights Howard Mewtwo and helps Tim sever the link to their minds, and Howard is arrested. If I read that bizarre, that's because that was one sentence. <laughs> Movie pooper, god damn it! Like, sentences. Like, wait, wait. <clears throat> alright. Mewtwo undoes the damage and reveals that he had actually tried to help Harry and Pikachu after they were attacked by Greninja. Greninja. What? <laughs> he fused Harry's mind to Pikachu's body to save him. After undoing this, Tim and Harry finally spend time together. Aww. His daddy's Ryan Reynolds. Oh my god. His dad's a dilf. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know. He's so, I thought he looked kind of young to be his dad. I know they tried to like make him have more than normal facial hair. I feel like in real life he's old enough to be Justice's dad. Justice is what? He was born in 1995. I think he's supposed to be 21 in the movie, right? He looks 12. I think they said that at one point. How old is Ryan Reynolds? Ryan Reynolds is 42. And I'd hit it. Same. Me too. 
<laughs> That's All right, so we know that a lot of people work on movies, especially these CGI-heavy films. We're not just here to hate on a movie. We're here to fix the movie. But first, let's give the people that worked on it their due. What is something that you liked about this movie, Lady Wanko? I really enjoyed all of the Pokemon nostalgia callbacks. Sad little Detective Pikachu singing the theme song from the cartoon. Snorlax being asleep in the road. I liked all that. That was fun. Special guest Torpedo. What did you like about this movie? Guest star. The guest star Torpedo. Um, (laughs) 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 I forgot a very important word. (laughs) Get it right. Otherwise the studio rent is going up. God. (laughs) I also loved the Pokemon nostalgia. If I haven't mentioned for the third time, they're so cute. They're so cute. Oh, they're the cutest. There was a Squirtle Squad. <laughs> there were. Which, which is also a, um, a callback to the series. Yes. And they even had the same job as in the, the cartoon. The fireman. Yeah. So cute. The only thing they were missing was the sunglasses. What did you like about this movie, JC? I like that it was called Detective Pikachu and it went the Detective Noir route. Mm-hmm. They weren't afraid to make it a mystery to be solved through finding clues and roughing people up. Hello, weird mime thing. Yeah. I like that it stayed true to the genre, even though I wasn't sure if that was going to play well for kids. But of course... They're so cute. Exactly. So... (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Now, with that stuff out of the way, why don't you say we fix this movie? What do you think? What do you think? think Let's do it. Yeah. Dun-dun-dun-dun. Pokemon, Pokemon, gotta mon. fix them all. Gotta get up, gotta yeah. get going. What? Gonna see a friend no, of mine. That's definitely no, that's definitely not. And he's fuzzy. I love him because he's just. Wait, no. Oh, wait. No. Oh, dun 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 <laughs> You're younger than Ryan Reynolds. There you go. He's rich. Unmarried to Blake Lively. And married to Blake Lively. I think she's younger than me. How old is Blake Lively? Blake Lively is 31. Oh, she is older than me. I'd also hit that. Same. Me too. It's fix in time. Fix a beat. Lady Wan, why don't you lay on us your first fix? So at the end of the movie, when they're having the parade, when they're going to release all the Argas from the balloons. So the Pokemon are going to inhale it. And then weird Bill Nye through Mewtwo is commanding them like, you're going to be absorbed by your Pokemon. That's your next step of evolution. Evolution. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, yes. And all the people get like flashed away. They flash and then they're gone. And I don't know why. It's weird. Because that doesn't happen to Clifford. I don't understand why all the people disappear. That's really freaky that their bodies are just gone. And I can only assume that the movie was like, this is for kids. So, you know, we're not going to have just bodies in the street. But there's already a slumped over Clifford at his wheelchair. Like, let's just go with how weird this movie is and leave the bodies in the street. I need to understand what's happening. (laughs) You want bodies laying everywhere in the streets of Rhyme City. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it kind of makes sense. Like, Why would they disappear? Why would they disappear? They didn't really explain where that little headpiece came from. Mm-hmm. This little Mewtwo tiara. Yeah. <laughs> Did you notice that that balloon scene 
was lifted straight out of Batman 1989. Yes. Straight out of it. I understand the Batman is, quote-unquote, the world's greatest detective. Yeah. But you can't be stealing his his movie stuff. Balloons with gas coming out. Was anyone associated with that movie that had to do with this movie? No, that movie's 30 years old. They did. True. Bika <laughs> Bika. <laughs> All right. Special guest star torpedo why don't you lay on us your first fix i'm a little extra okay and i know that (laughs) (laughs) you cannot be a little extra just like you cannot be a little pregnant (laughs) (laughs) yeah all right i'm extra as fuck so (laughs) okay so like i said before i loved pokemon secretly when i was younger but i didn't i played video games i did the card thing squirrel's number one fan but I did not know that Detective Pikachu was a video game. I didn't either. Yeah, in 2016. So I'm going to be honest, like before, like when I was doing research and stuff, it came up and I was like, oh shit, well, (laughs) fuck, that kind of changes things, except I'm not going to let it change things. So Mm -hmm. I saw the trailers for this originally. It seemed marketed towards like older millennials, which is what I am. Mm -hmm. So I got super excited, but I guess watching the movie in reality, how the plot went, it, it just wasn't. It, was, it wasn't targeted toward us. It was targeted towards kids, but marketed mm-hmm. towards us. So I was a little disappointed. So both of my fixes actually kind of have to do with referring back to the original cartoon from like 1998. Yeah. Yeah. So my first fix... Um, has to do kind of with the background story of Mewtwo. Ooh. Yeah. So at the end, Mewtwo kind of shows how, like, the flashback of Pikachu and his dad, like, Pikachu sacrificing, you know, everything to give his partner life again. And Mm -hmm. that's the reason that Mewtwo was like, oh, the Pokemon do care about the humans. Yeah. What some of the younger kids and non-Pokemon lovers of back in the day don't know is the whole history of the Mewtwo. So what actually happened was 20 years ago, Team Rocket had caught a Mew. And this is in the movie. They said that this was the original Mewtwo. Mm -hmm. So when Ash, Ash Ketchum, Misty and Brock, they wanted to catch the Mewtwo also, but they didn't really know anything about it. When Team Rocket caught the Mewtwo, he was put into a tank similar to the movie escaped mm-hmm. the tank, retaliated against Team Rocket because he found out that he was an experiment and didn't actually, like, have a life. <laughs> but then Team Rocket convinced him to be on their side because they convinced him that the other humans were bad people. Mm-hmm. So when Mewtwo was on this big killing spree and invited all the trainers to the island that he was at, he actually almost wiped everyone out. He turned Ash to stone. Mm-hmm. And then the reason that he unturned him to stone was because he saw how all of his Pokemon were crying for him. Yeah. So after he saw that and how the Pokemon actually loved their humans, he unstoned Ash and then erased everyone's memories, kind of like he did to Pikachu and his dad, mm-hmm. so that it wouldn't happen again in the future. Fast forward, I think if they would have shown that in some way, it just would have kind of stressed how much more important the whole ending of Pikachu sacrificing himself and the whole mind erasing or memory erasing thing like panned out. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. I think it's important to acknowledge that 
that's where the story was before because they show the little video when he's going to Rhyme City that they're like, we've evolved past capturing and throwing our our Pokemon out in battle. Now they're our partners and they can do all kinds of jobs. And they're like pointing out that this city has evolved past the history of Pokemon. But then we're still having the same issues with Mewtwo. He's still being locked up in a big bubble and they're still experimenting on him. And it's sort of like, why are we taking it forward but not taking that story forward too? That's the same old again. Exactly. So it's like the main guy that's supposed to be the most forward is not. And why is that? That's what I got. Next. (laughs) JC, do you have any idea what we just said? (laughs) I don't think he does. (laughs) What? I just woke up. (laughs) <laughs> I think I think Mewtwo got my head. <laughs> JC, do you have a fix for this movie? With the little I know about Pokemon, I still do. Here's my first fix. The little I know about Pokemon, there's Ash. Mm-hmm. Some chick. Misty. Uh, <clears throat> Misty. There's Ass. Ass. <laughs> not, not Ass. There is Ash. There's Misty and there's Brock. Mm-hmm. So this movie had Tim, who's kind of our Ash surrogate. Lucy, who is our Misty. She even has Psyduck, who is Misty's Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Right? And Pikachu is Ash's Pokemon. And mm-hmm. we've got Tim. So who's our Brock surrogate? How about Dopinder himself? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Right? So Dopinder. Okay, his name's not Dopinder. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, but you know, Dopinder, the cab driver from Deadpool, is in this movie just in the very beginning, and then he's gone. Ryan Reynolds really was asked to carry all of the comedy in this movie. He really carried the whole movie by himself. For sure. But we could have had a little more comic relief because Brock was the comic relief in Pokemon cartoon, correct? Yes. He was the dumb meatheady that loved girls. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So why don't we get a surrogate for Brock in the form of. Dopinder, he'll have his own Pokemon, just like Brock's Pokemon, which was, uh, he liked rock Pokemon, correct? Mm -hmm. So we'll get him Onyx. And that actor is very funny, the actor that plays Dopinder. So instead of using him in just a quick scene in in the beginning, let's throw him in to the rest of the movie. Let's make our duo a trio, more comic relief, and uh, let's give him something to do in the story. You said he likes the, the ladies, correct? Loves the ladies. All right. So he, maybe he becomes infatuated with the Suki Waterhouse character, the Ditto. Okay. So he's infatuated with the Ditto and he's super disappointed when she realizes that uh, she's just a beady-eyed Ditto. That makes sense. He would always cry in the cartoon, actually, when um, they didn't want him. (laughs) Yeah, he would cry when he got rejected. He cried a lot. Mm-hmm. All right, so we'll make Dopinder get rejected by the Suki Waterhouse Ditto, and he uh, has himself a really hard uh, a- anime cry. Yes, love it. Agreed. I cry too when they reject me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> your evil laugh before you're sorry undercut that apology. <laughs> <laughs> I laugh a lot. It's not you. It's me. That's what they say. (laughs) Lady Wan, why don't you lay on us another fix? Okay, so this Argas. They say that it makes the Pokemon hyper aggressive and 
easily controllable. So like that's bonkers. Nobody is like ready to rage, but also do what you say. It depends what I'm drinking. (laughs) No chance with tequila. Rum, maybe. So besides the anomaly in the room, (laughs) yes, that's those are not uh, connective things. Yeah, they don't really go together. So as we talked about with Rhyme City, they don't subjugate their Pokemon anymore. They don't have to live in the balls. They can go have jobs and go be out in the world. So they don't need to control them. They have equal partnerships. The gas was necessary so that they would become controllable so that they could be inhabited by their partner's minds. So yes, the point of the Argas is definitely compliance. Like that has to be what the goal of it is. But making them super berserker and aggressive, that should be a side effect of the gas, not part of it. And then that way, when they're doing the experiments in the lab and they're trying to make the gas, we can have some sketchy lab guy figures out that it makes them hyper aggressive and then he starts dealing that for these underground Poke Battles. These are basically PEDs for Pokemon. Like it's gonna hype them up and give them the advantage. And so he starts dealing it to these underground battles. And that is the story where our weird intern is investigating, not just randomly like Harry was onto something, I know. Cause like they never really explain how she knows that. Like they just kind of are like, she has a closet, she's an intern. <laughs> I've been an intern before. Nobody tells you anything like that's that's not how journalism works. I think it'd be cooler if she was her own investigative person and she is seeking out these Pokemon battles. She knows about the Argas and that's where she meets up with Pikachu and Tim is she's working on her own story there about the the rage Pokemon. Yes, I like it. The berserker side effect. Correct. Why you like some making fuck? What? Mm-hmm. Berserker. Pika, pika, pika. A torpedo. Why don't you give us your next fix? I can do that. I was trying to do like a spelling bee thing, <laughs> kind of like earlier. <laughs> you keep doing this spelling bee thing. Like you go up to the mic like a excited yet nervous child. When I was in fifth grade, I won the spelling bee at my school. So maybe it's just, uh, it's all coming back to me. Okay, Celine, what's your next fix? (laughs) So again, throwback. I thought the villain was missing a lot of parts. Like there was a plot to him. He wanted the Pokemon and humans live in harmony and Mm -hmm. this and that, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Cool. But they didn't like say like what triggered that for him, like how he started to be this like big mogul of, Pokemon freedom. Yeah, just mm-hmm. like his his whole backstory is like, I'm in a wheelchair. Basically, yeah. So I'm going to take it one step further. I think that Clifford was actually in a Team Rocket cult. Now, let's bring it back a little bit. Deep cuts. <laughs> if we go back to original Team Rocket, Jesse and James, they always said to protect the world from devastation, to unite all people within our nation, to denounce the evils of truth and love, to extend our reach to the stars above. Jesse and James, Team Rocket blasts off at the speed of light. Surrender now or, or prepare to fight. Um, those first four lines are pretty much what this guy wants to do. So I think like right before he puts the thing on his face or on his head to where he turns into Mewtwo, Tim finds something like a plaque or a piece of paper or like a, a membership card that says <laughs> basically the, that saying on it. <laughs> 
a photo of his rocket squad graduating class. Something, mm-hmm. something. And it refers back to the original Team Rocket. And this was basically an extension of their original plan with Mewtwo was mm-hmm. to convince him that he was working for the good of Team Rocket and that humanity was terrible. It would just be something more than, hey, there's this guy that, uh, you know, tests the Mewtwo and hates humans and Pokemon unless they're fused together. <laughs> I'm in um, Team Rocket. Um, um. <laughs> no, it's good because I didn't understand his plot either or why he was doing what he It seemed to come out of nowhere. Like, I want to fuse people and Pokemon for evolution. Why? It wasn't clear. No, it wasn't clear. And it, it didn't was, make sense. It was more for the good of himself because he was dying old man. Yeah, he was like, this is a super upgrade to being like a withered old man in a chair is now I'm like the most powerful Pokemon on earth. But, like, it's not an upgrade for everybody. Like, it's not an upgrade if you become a Snorlax and you're just, like, (laughs) 900 pounds and you sleep in the road all the time. Yeah. Like, it's not always an upgrade to become your Pokemon. If I was turned into a Pokemon, uh, I'd want to be that weird one with the beak that looked like a walking margarita. I thought it was Dedu or Dedrio. Yeah. Yeah. I want to be that one. He looks like a walking hairy margarita. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to be Lickitung? (laughs) (laughs) No, but I want to live with one of those. Ew. <laughs> You're gross. <laughs> okay, JC, what's your last fix? Okay, one of my biggest issues with this whole movie is that I found Justice Smith's performance. It's not even, I feel like he didn't have a lot to, I feel like Justin Smith is a pretty good actor. He was the comic relief in Fallen Kingdom and I think he's great in The Get Down. I don't think he was given a lot to do in this movie. I feel like he was boring because the character was boring and... His name's Tim and he's an insurance salesman. Exactly. They made him an insurance salesman. So how interesting was he ever going to be? Mm-mm. Now, at the end of this movie, he says the father asks something about like, are you going to go home or whatever? And he's like, I'm going to stay here. I think I want to become a detective or something like that. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. In order for him to have a full character arc, I wanted him to be opposite of a detective when he starts this movie. And that's not really an insurance salesman. So no. <laughs> I wanted him to be one of those children who is kind of estranged from his dad, raging against what his dad is and wants to be the polar opposite. So the polar opposite of a detective who's a cop is a criminal. Mm-hmm. So I wanted the Tim character to be also 21 years old or whatever he's supposed to be in the movie, but fresh out of a short stint in jail. Ooh. He did the opposite of his dad he is an underground pokemon trainer who is training pokemon to fight in those illegal arenas that we see in this movie yeah because they don't fight anymore in rhyme city right so he's doing this illegal thing which is exactly what his father would hate so he gets out of jail and he can make a choice right like either i go back into fighting or it becomes something better he finds out that his dad's missing you know he starts to unravel this his whole mystery and it makes sense that you know in the movie they go to the underground fight arenas Mm -hmm. he goes there because he knows that whole world you know like maybe detective pikachu is like i've got this clue and he's like i know exactly where to where to go so he goes to the underground fight arena and sebastian is there and he's trying to get information from sebastian and sebastian is like no we're 
gonna have a Pokemon fight. Last time you were here, you caused some trouble, and the only way you're getting out of here is to fight our Pokemon. So he has to fight Sebastian's Charizard with Detective Pikachu, our you know, our Pikachu that has no idea how to fight, does not remember how to fight, wearing his Deerstalker hat. And Tim doesn't want to do this because he just got out of jail. <laughs> and the funny part about it is that Tim is a criminal street Pokemon trainer. So he knows all the moves. He knows exactly how to utilize Pikachu to win this fight. But Ryan Reynolds' Pikachu knows nothing about fighting. You get this funny dichotomy between the fact that Tim knows exactly what he should do and and his Pikachu has no idea what to do. But eventually they end up coming together. They accidentally win this fight and the story moves ahead. But I thought that to make Tim more interesting and to give him a better character arc would have been to make him the opposite of what his father was avoid sinking back into that criminal world and Mm -hmm. having to rise above that criminal world to evolve maybe to evolve and solve this case with his father the end when he says i want to be a detective it means more yeah now he's completed the the transition from criminal to law-abiding citizen who actually wants to uphold the law huge improvement Agreed. But I think if they did that, they would have to cast someone else. I think he could do it. He's like super scrawny and clearly doesn't lift. (laughs) Pikachu. All right. Well, without further ado, I think we should consider this movie. Screen Screen Fix. All right, Lady One, do you have any final thought? I do. So when Tim first gets to his dad's apartment, the TV is playing a clip from Angels with Filthy Souls, which is not a real movie. That's just a movie from Home Alone. Yeah, it was like made for Home Alone. <laughs> yeah, it's not a real movie. It is only it is only those clips shown in Home Alone. <laughs> and I was so tickled by it. I thought it was perfect because like it's a detective. Like it's a great reference. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. And then I was like, Oh no, that's the joke for the parents. What what has happened? When did I become the the parents at a kids movie? <laughs> that was kind of a bummer. Keep the change, you filthy animal. All right, Torpedo, do you have a final thought? So it's not really my final thought. In the middle of the movie, Kool-Aid actually kind of like leaned over and he was like, does this look familiar? Does this movie like seem like another movie? After he explained it a little little more, it's kind of like Zootopia. It's very similar to Zootopia, I would say. I thought that a little bit. Yeah, it just kind of like flipped a little bit. It was marketed for kids to have like a bigger meaning. And then Pokemon was kind of like marketed to millennials and didn't have as big of a plot meaning. (laughs) But they were a little bit similar did i mention they were cute the cutest my final thought is i don't know if you guys thought this same thing but the pokemon were so varied that some of them felt like they were in different movies some of them had like fur and they added like the whites of eyes to some of them that are not in the anime to make them more realistic and then other ones like look straight up like plastic toys that's what I thought. I don't know. That's just my weird little thought. I, I thought if you were going to give some of them realistic fur when in the cartoon they didn't have realistic fur, when you were going to show one that had realistic skin, I thought you should have given it 
realistic skin. Yeah, that's true. Maybe part of the problem is not all of the Pokemon in this movie were the original like 101. There's yeah. like a bunch of the other ones that they added later. Mm-hmm. And so they were all like kind of different styles and takes and like they had to get weirder. I yeah. think there's like 600 now or something. So oh my I don't God. think all of them translate to like the animation style yeah as well it's like i guess i just wanted like the um margaritasaurus who (laughs) had like a whole bunch of fur and a very realistic looking you know bill i wanted the bulbasaur to look just as realistic and it 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 wasn't like that they they were varying levels of cartoony and and realism yeah i wish the bulbasaur would say bulbasaur when he made noises because in the movie he just kind of went there was a lot of actual uh, Pokemon there that didn't say their names. I feel like I read an article that about them not having the rights to oh. allow them to say their names. I think I also briefly skimmed over that. <laughs> read that headline? <laughs> yeah, I just kind of ignored it. Um, <laughs> um, Bulbasaur and I think Lickitung were not given the rights to by the people that, I guess, created their voices to be used for the movie. Dumb, lame, crazy. Well, there you go. Lady One, why don't you send us home on this episode of Screen Fix Detective Pikachu Pokemon Man? That's like when you kept calling it Battle Angel Alita. <laughs> yeah, I'm the, like every time. I'm the worst host. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you'd like to reach us here at the show, you can send an email to screenfixpod at gmail.com or you can tweet at us at screenfixpod, follow us on Instagram at screenfixpod, and hey, we're over on Facebook too. Just search for Screenfix Podcast. You can listen to the show on Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Libsyn, and of course, Apple Podcasts. And if you're enjoying the show, please leave us a rating, uh, write a review, subscribe so you never miss an episode, and maybe consider telling a friend that you've been enjoying it and see if they can listen too. We also have a Patreon account so you can donate to the show. We do have dreams of keeping this going as well as opening a one-screen theater to be the home of indie movies. And we would like for you all to join us in that dream. And uh, we just added some new tiers and wonderful perks to our our patreon account look for us screen fix podcast on patreon yeah let's go ahead and let's go ahead and quickly look at some listener comments these are about our last episode for endgame spoilers listener dusty lee miller says i would have brought wolverine into it what hugh jackman (laughs) darren henderson would have liked to have seen deadpool Wolverine or Silver Surfer in the film Endgame. Uh, I said that I think it's too soon for Wolverine or Deadpool, but bringing in Silver Surfer would have been a nice nod to the original Infinity Gauntlet comic and a segue to the Fantastic Four. And recently, Kevin Feige has said that we need a definitive Fantastic Four movie soon. Jack Farrell commented, I would have fixed Thanos. I don't understand how they ruined him the most. It is true. You spend a whole movie of Infinity War building up a character of Thanos that you can understand his motivations, maybe even sympathize with him. Infinity War is basically Thanos' movie. And then in the next movie, he just kind of shows up as a destroyer without that whole character. So I kind of get that with Jack Farrell. Uh, More than one listener, including Andy Handova, wanted to see Hulk versus Thanos too, and feels like we got robbed of that. And I actually agree with that. Listener Roscoe Treat said that we needed Goose the Cat. Maybe a Flurkin could have made this whole fight unnecessary 
And those are some of our listener comments. You too can comment, join the conversation, Twitter, Facebook, email us. We'll get you on here. Why don't we leave everybody with, why don't you make the sound of your favorite Pokemon character? Guest Torpedo, why don't you go first? Guest? Guest Star. Oh, Jesus, all right. Guest Star. Guest Star. <laughs> <laughs> Torpedo, <laughs> why don't you go ahead and give us the sound of your favorite Pokemon character? Squirtle. <laughs> is, I don't know a lot of Pokemon. Is that really what he sounds like? Yes. Yeah. Squirtle. I literally practice. <laughs> All right, Lady One, give us the noise of your favorite Pokemon Go. Chigalipop. <laughs> what do you got, JC? If I was looking for a safe, I wouldn't be sticking my dick through a wall. <laughs> my my Pokemon's Danny DeVito. <laughs> oh dear. Oh boy. Uh, okay, tune in next week <laughs> when we will be fixing John Wick Chapter Three. All right, bye everybody. Bye. bye. say his last name till right now <laughs> what what did you think it was like i don't know like <laughs> <laughs>